Cobb County School District is one of the largest districts in the country. With over 16 competing high schools and a deep pool of talent in every sport, this is the Cobb Sports Podcast. Let's dig in. The Corky Kell is a premier event, not only in the state of Georgia, but a across the, the country. There, there's a connection to Cobb, you know, being named after uh, Coach Kell and him, his connection to the district as well. But um, but more importantly, that is a, a an event that is broadcast around the world. Welcome back to the Cobb Sports Podcast. You just heard Don Baker talking about the Corky Kell Classic. And this year, Cobb County Schools has four teams in the Corky Kell Classic. We have one team playing on Wednesday, which is Kell. We have one team playing on Friday, which is Kennesaw Mountain. And we'll get to, we'll get to hear from both of those coaches uh, on this episode. And uh, and then on Saturday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, we get to see McKeetron and we get to see Walton in their first games of the season. High profile, Mercedes-Benz Stadium and televised. All these games will be televised. So a, a, a lot going on next week. Uh, beginning Wednesday with with Kell hosting Parkview at their own home stadium. And then on Friday, Kennesaw Mountain travels to Rome to take on Creekside. Let's listen in here as we get a little bit more information about Corky Kell from Cobb's Director of Athletics, Don Baker. The Kell game will be one of the first high school football games played in the country. And there will be kids that may not have been on the radar of certain colleges or any colleges for that matter prior to that weekend. And after that weekend, those kids are going to have opportunities to play at the next level if they see fit because of the exposure of the event. And so to be able to have four teams on a big stage like that uh, to increase the opportunities for those student athletes and just to showcase us uh, as a district, I think uh, is huge. And so Again, looking forward to it. It's always a great event, uh, and we're we're honored to be to be part of it year in and year out. I was able to catch up with second year head coach for the Longhorns, Coach Bobby May, and ask him about his uh, summer prep, how, how the team's been looking, maybe some things that they need to be working on, and uh, most importantly, how they're prepping for Corky Cal and looking forward to playing uh, really one of the first games in the country as they take on Parkview at home. So they got the home field advantage there. But this will be uh, Coach May's third year in Corky Cal. He played his first year as the head coach at Westlake and last year his debut as Cal's head coach. And of course, this year his his third year in. So here's Coach Bobby May. The last two years we played the first game in the country. Um, where where KSU goes on Thursday and then last year is Wednesday. This year we're technically the second game, but we get to host it. So I think that's going to be a really cool experience for us being Cal to host the Corky Cal. There's there's you know North Atlanta and Johns Creek play before us, and then to, to host our game I think is a really cool experience. Parkview is loaded from top to bottom. Um, I think they've got 17 or 18 Division One players, and uh, they, they, they returned like 19 or 20 starters from last year's team, and uh, they're really really good. But you know. Um, we're, we're here to compete, you know, and we're not scared of anybody. And we're going to prepare to win a game. And you know, the, the, the good thing about it is, is it gives us a test to see kind of where we're at against a team who's, you know, more than double our size as far as uh, you know school numbers. So um, it will really be a good chance for us to test us ourselves early and, and, and learn some things. And you know, hopefully, we we can play well and come away with a win. And uh, but they're, they're really really good up front on the offensive line. Uh, you know, they have two really good running backs. Um, they have a five-star DB and a five-star receiver. So, I mean, we're going to be tested, but so are they. You know, um, we, we, have, we have a lot of guys that can play too. So, so we're, not, we're not scared by any means. And, 
you know, they're, they're going to have to beat us, and, you know, hopefully we don't beat ourselves. I think getting ready for, for a Wednesday game is a little bit different, but but being the, the first game, it's not that big of a deal. We have a really good community, and, and, and you know, especially being a smaller school, and like I said, the small school in Cobb County, we, uh, we have what I would say is the best administration you could possibly have. I mean, we have a supportive principal, supportive athletic director. All of our admin team is supportive of us and, um, and, and our kids, which, which is, which is usually important, you know? Um, so, so we love being a part of it. Get as many people out to, on Wednesday as possible to come see us. Two nights after Kel gets things started for Cobb, Kennesaw Mountain Mustangs are going to travel to Rome to take on Creekside at Rome's Barron Stadium. I got caught up with head coach Caleb Carmian too, and, and asked him a couple questions about the upcoming game and his his season, how practice has been over the summer, and what he sees for his team going forward this year. Here's coach Caleb Carmian. Yeah, you know we got a we got a great nucleus. Um, you know our, our kids have, have done a great job this summer at you know really developing that team mentality. Um, they've done a great job of you know focusing on us and improving you know attacking our best every single day. When you get TV involved and you get such a – they do a great job with organizing the court detail. Uh, but once you get, you know, other games playing before and games playing after, you know, there's just so much, so many variables that go into what time a game can start or how long a previous game ends. So, you know, the biggest thing we learned is you, you got to – you know our game's supposed to start at 530, but you got to be ready for delays and you got to be ready for a quick warm-up. So we've been kind of, you know, working on starting fast and, and having our guys ready for that. One of our pillars of our program is – is one and no mentality and for us that means you know attack every day it's, each day has a life of its own um, and when good or bad you got to attack the next one the same way with the same tenacity and you know, that applies to practice to even class, individual classes so our guys have, have done a really good job at keeping on laser light focus Creekside's a very talented team they they, uh, they bring back a lot of guys they've, they've had a lot of success they, they do a really good job those coaches do a great job down there um, so you know we're just we're excited for the opportunity. It's, it's great to be able to play on this stage and play a great opponent and kind of, you know, use it as a measuring stick like all first games of the season are. It's just on a, on a bigger stage for us. Our kids are excited and ready. We're grateful to, you know, to the Corky Kell for having us. Um, you know, our administration, Principal Nathan Stark, and Athletic Director Philip Matthews, as well as the County AD, Don Baker. You know, they, they do a great job at, you know, helping us with the logistics of it and, you know, helping us to helping our kids be able to take advantage of this opportunity. In my phone conversation with Coach Carmian, I learned that he's also a graduate of Kennesaw Mountain High School, so I asked him what it meant to him to be the head coach at his alma mater. It's, it's special. Kennesaw is a special place. Our community is amazing, and you know, to grow up in this community and then to kind of be able to show our kids you know, how great it is and how it provided for me and how, you know, when, when they do things the right way and they invest in relationships, how, how much better your experience can be. It's, it's been awesome. There's still a lot of people walking the halls that were here when I was here. So it, it's cool. I want to leave this place better than I found it, and I want to make sure that you know our, our, our guys, when they leave our program, are contributing and great members of society. That was Coach Caleb Carmian of the Kennesaw Mountain Mustangs talking about Corky Cal being a head coach and, and a graduate at Kennesaw Mountain and so many other things. We'll get to catch up with the two other coaches that are going to be coaching in the Mercedes-Benz games of the, of the Corky Cal, and that's Kareem Reed from McEachern 
and uh, Daniel Bruner for the Walton Raiders. So we'll catch up with them on next week's episode. But right now, I want to feature Altoona High School. One of the things that I want to do on this podcast is feature each one of the 16 high schools and uh, all the sports and all the activities and all the things that are that are going on at, at each of the high schools. It's, it's impossible to try and, and cover everything, but who knows better at what's going on at a school than, than the athletic director. So uh, I sat down with uh, Amy Howard, athletic director at Altoona High School, because Altoona starts with A. She got to go first. So here's my interview with athletic director Amy Howard and what's going on at Altoona High School. So tell us a little bit about about yourself and your and your role here at, at Altoona High School. So um, I've actually been at the school since it opened. Uh, I was hired here as a volleyball coach way back in the day and taught English and then uh, moved into administration um, about 10 years ago. And then when Dr. Morrell left, I uh, moved into the AD role. Um, and I've been in that role for the last six years or so. Um, and then just Alatuna in general, um, you know, it, to be a part of the building when we first opened, we helped establish the mission, the vision, all of those pieces. And I do think it's kind of helped me in the athletic director role to maintain that consistency um, for the for the coaches, for the programs, and also for the teachers in general. What are you most excited about going into into this 2023-2024 uh, school year and, and, you know, in the fall and, and leading up into the, into the winter semester for sports? I believe in teamwork. I believe in showing a passion for everything that you do. And we have had some coaching changes the last few years. So um, while there's nothing wrong with what we've done in the past, I believe in growth, growth mindset. And we've got a lot of changes coming this year. Um, we've just put up a new video board. It's going to be ready for the first uh, game. We've been saving some money for that for, for several years. Got a new head football coach on staff. He's brought some new, new coaches in with him and the, the players are excited. Um, obviously, we've been very successful in football. Nothing's broken, but it's never a bad thing to introduce new things that could improve programs uh, in any way. Um, volleyball team started last night and had great two, two great wins against Lassiter and North Cobb Christian. Uh, softball's already had a, a couple of games. we got some great senior leadership on that team, and, and they're really, really coming through for them. Um, cross country will be starting in a few weeks. Cheers already been practicing. The marching pan's out there every day. And then we got flag football in a few weeks. I mean, all of our programs, we're so fortunate here at Alatuna that we have such committed coaches. I tell them all the time, I'm not going to say anything to you about winning and losing because you're going to put enough pressure on yourselves for that. I want to talk to you about character education and grades and some of those things to focus on those things that other people might forget is our true reason for being high school coaches. Uh, and I'm going to let you put enough pressure on yourselves for the wins and losses. And I know you'll find a way to make these kids better no matter what the outcome is. Um, I think probably the the biggest thing I'm excited for, maybe for this upcoming season, um, is we got a great group of senior leaders just across the building in general. Um, we have more involvement from our students this year just for our student sections. I've already met with the Spirit Club like six times um, in the last two weeks. Uh, they've already got every theme planned out for every sport throughout the course of the year. They're, they are excited to... To, to bring back the spirit maybe that some of the schools have lost because COVID and some of those things. And I mean, they, they have, they have really created a plan to make this a great year just for the students and the teachers in general. So you've, you've already mentioned that, that, um, that you were, you were, you, you started here mm -hmm. and, and you started the volleyball program here. Mm -hmm. um, so you can't, you can't use volleyball, okay. but what sport have, have you grown to love and appreciate more in your role as the athletic director? So I grew up in a small town in Alabama and we had, 
as many sports as we could support. I graduated with 62 people. So everybody did everything. And even then when we did everything, there were not enough of us to do every sport that we could have offered. So coming into the role, just as a teacher in a high school, I didn't have much experience with soccer at all because we didn't have that when I was in school. And I really didn't have any experience with lacrosse. And so I will never forget, we didn't, at my previous school I was at, we didn't have lacrosse when I was a teacher. So when we came in here, I will never forget going to my first lacrosse game. And I'm like, oh my God, they're hitting each other. <laughs> you know, the boys are hitting each other. Uh, and then I didn't understand the sheer amount of hand-eye coordination you had to have to play lacrosse. Um, it has truly been one of those sports that when I started watching it at the beginning, I didn't have enough time to appreciate it. And then in becoming the AD, it's one of my favorite sports to get just to cover. And then I always also will just come up and watch games now. Like, you know, I, I don't, I might not have anything to do and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go watch a lacrosse game. Okay, you know. And it could just, I think just because I didn't know anything about it. And it's really grown in the state of Georgia and we have phenomenal lacrosse programs and coaches here. So I'm, I'm fortunate to have been able to learn from some of the best. It seems like, like Altoona is good in every sport. Like, like they're a contender in, in just about every sport, mm-hmm. e- even cheer, mm-hmm. gymnastics, uh, other other things that, that, that other schools maybe don't even necessarily have mm-hmm. that program. Um, so what what do you attribute the phenomenal sports prowess here at, at, at Altoona to? Um, so when we first started the school here, we are uh... – our vision is anchored in excellence. So everything we do, you know, we're the Buccaneers, we're the, the you know, got the, the anchor in just about everything we do. So when we went with anchored in excellence, that was one of the things that was kind of impressed upon us um, when we were hired is you don't have to win at everything, but you need to show excellence in everything that you do, how you carry yourself, how you uh, respond to criticism, how you respond when you win. You know, all of those things were kind of instilled in us throughout the years um, as we went through. And I I was actually talking to one of the coaches last night, um, and I said, I feel like those first three years that we were here, we worked the equivalent of 10 to try to build the program because we wanted it to be successful. When we hire coaches here at Alatuna and we put people in positions, we do our very best to when we're interviewing, they got to say they love kids. If they don't say they love kids, they don't need to be a coach in this program. Um, because at the end of the day, these are still kids. Uh, and the second thing that we have to hear them say is that it's not about wins and losses. It's about how they're going to grow while they're in my program. And I truly do think that because we focus on those things here, because we are very cognizant of making sure that we're teaching character as much as we can, that it has, it has created a, an environment where, one, even if the kids might, the team might not be very good, they don't think they're not good because they know that what's important is how I'm going to show myself on this field each and every time that I step out here to play or participate. And I, this, for me, it's interesting because we, we are starting with eSports this year, and I've been working with the coach on that. And he has come to me at least 10 or 15 times and said, I want to know what you're telling the baseball coach. What are you telling the football coach? Because I want those same things to be told to my kids. It might not be the same sport, but I want the same message to go to them. And I I think that consistency is what's key. What are some other um, either students or programs or other things that are that are maybe under the radar, they're a little bit behind the scenes that 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 you're really proud of and that are that are having great success, maybe not on the field, but 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 things are doing off the field or just or just or just great things in general. Uh, I'm I'm really proud of our student athletes that 
get involved in other aspects of Alatuna. It's to us, it's more than just being an athlete. It's being a student athlete. So I want you to make the grades. Um, we have a program here that we run the academic lounge where we monitor the grades of the student athletes. And at any point when they begin failing, they have to attend the lounge and get additional support. Um, only 2% of high school graduates that play sports actually go on and are, are successful in college. So I need them to understand that the student part right now is equally as important as what they do outside on the field. So I'm very, very proud of how we focus on academics here. That's number one. Um, student leadership is another. Our student body president is a swimmer. Our senior class president is a lacrosse player. Um, I, don't, I don't know many schools where you have programs that work together that well to be able to have them be able to do both and to manage that time. Um, we have a student athlete here that is on the GHSA Student Advisory Council this year. He's a, the only representative in Cobb County, and so he's representing 6A um, at, 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 down at GHSA for that advisory council. Um, I'm also very, very proud of our community involvement by our athletes. Our athletic leadership group here at Alatoon is phenomenal. It's, I tell them that you don't join athletic leadership unless you're ready to get dirty because that's what they do. Um, if there's a task on campus that we just don't have enough teachers or custodians, they're the group that go in and clean out the garage. And you know they'll, they'll go in and they'll trim the hedges, they'll lay mulch, they'll do all the things that make this campus beautiful because they're proud of this campus. And they also run those community service projects. Last year we donated over 3,000 toys to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta um, just through the athletic leadership program. And then also each year we've grown Turner's Heroes too that they're in charge of and we're, we're, we're upwards of $20,000 donating each year for pediatric cancer research. Okay, you mentioned Turner's Heroes. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that program. So our athletic clerk here at Alatoona High School is Noelle Cockrell, and her son Turner played football here for us, football and lacrosse. And he left us here, graduated, and went to Vanderbilt. And while he was at Vanderbilt, um, it was determined, and he discovered that he had a rare form of cancer. Um, and uh, it took, ended up taking his life. And his roommate from college, um, decided to form a nonprofit organization in his honor called Turner's Heroes. And the purpose is to raise money for grants for pediatric cancer research, but to also provide opportunities for, for those children that are in those cancer wards and in, just in the hospitals in general. Um, a lot of the colleges um, throughout the Southeast and, and throughout the U.S. have started visiting children's hospitals. Um, the, the big deal with them is the you decorate a cape, um, and I think the, the, one of the things that Cody talks about is all we do is provide the capes, the real heroes are the kids that are, that are battling this cancer. And so this cause, because Turner went to school here and his mother works, works here at the building, is very near and dear to us. Um, hey, Turner was a phenomenal person. Uh, I can tell you a million stories that just the ways that he touched my own children's lives throughout the, you know, throughout the course of the time that he was here when they were in elementary school. Mm. Um, and we want to make sure that we are keeping his memory alive while also helping others. So we work with conjunction with the football team. They do some things where they, the only time of the year that they bring out number 84, which is the number that he wore, is for that game. And they choose a senior that they feel at best represents what Turner was to the program. And he wears the number for that game. We try to work with our feeder elementary schools. Um, last year, we had a young man that had actually beat cancer that was served as our honorary captain for the game. And he went out with the, the coin toss and did a whole bunch of things. We go to the elementary schools, we open car doors. We, that's when we do our toy drive to collect those, those toys. Uh, when we started it, we were working around, trying to raise around $5,000. And then last year, we raised $20,000 for the program. So um, it is one of those things that is unfortunately needed. You know, it's 
it's hard to think about children suffering in that way. So as much as we can do to provide that hope that maybe there is something we can do to help a parent or a child from having to, to face that, that's what we want to do. Okay, so last year you said, um, and, and, and I assume that was the highest raise so far. Raised. Yep. Twenty. So you have a new goal. We do. I, lay, I leave it up to the kids. We have our first meeting this week. I lay it out to them and said, this is what we raised last year. This is what we did. If we do all of these things again, we should meet that goal. So what are we? what's your new goal, and what are we going to do to meet that goal? So our first meeting is this week. And we have it is, that is one of the events. We have about 50 kids in athletic leadership, and every one of them plays a part in it. Okay. Um, our football players obviously have a harder time participating the night of, so they are the ones that coordinate going to the elementary schools and opening the car doors each day. They hold up the QR code, donate directly. You know, it's all of those things help us to, that was one of the things we instituted last year that helped us raise an additional $5,000. Dr. Morell over at Pickett's has established Cape Day on Friday. So he sells money, uh, he sells capes and allows his kids to wear them for $5 on that Friday of the, the game. And we're, we're hoping we can get our uh, Fry and Lewis involved with that again this year too and make it a community-wide Cape Day. Um, it's, it's really something that, that I let the kids drive it. I think that's why I'm really proud of that group is is I, I, there's a lot of things I have to do to help help them do it, but for the most part, they take it on and they run with it. And I try not to tell them no because you, you don't want to stifle that kind of creativity when it helps other people. And I'm going to put you on the spot here a minute, but do you know which, which game and date that is this year? Yeah, so the Turner's Hero game will be the Etowah game here at home. And that date is October 20th. Okay. One of the cool things about last year's game at Sequoia was who we played, and they actually had a player on their team that was undergoing cancer treatments oh, at wow. that time. And so he became their honorary captain. And he put on a cape and went out at halftime and did the part of the coin toss, which is not normally something that can happen in a game. You want a playing member of the team, but GHSA allows us. We thank them for that. Let us do helmet stickers. They, they really have allowed us to embrace this event, and the officials are always so, so helpful when we're trying to put some of these things together to bring this awareness. Okay, so one more time. Etowah, and what's the date? It's uh, October 20th. Yep, Friday night here. All right, last question. What is the one lesson you want your your student athletes here at at Altoona to learn? Not just not just um, you know not just on the field, but but in their adulthood and and for life beyond. What what's that one lesson? I'll have a lot of them, but I think the one thing that I I want them to know is you can't survive in life unless you follow your passions. And if that's sports, that's great. While you're here, this is your passion. You make it your passion. But one day your job is going to become your job. So find a job that allows you to live your passion. Find a person to live with, to, to share your life with, that allows you to share your passions with and not stifle those. Life is too short to not be able to follow and do what you enjoy. Um, and if we can provide opportunities for these kids now to follow those passions and to learn those things now, I truly do think it helps make not only them better, but it makes the world better. Uh, just in general, I'd say I got the sign on my desk that says, do it with passion. Everything you do, do it 100%, whatever it is. And then when you lay your head on your pillow at night, you know you've given it your all. All of us are unique here in Cobb County. Every school is. We all have different things that we provide for our students, but I truly do think that it, in far, as far as the AD world is concerned, we do consider it one team, one goal. Um, we really... I. I might be playing against Harrison in a week, but I want Harrison to do well because um, that's that's something that I think is important. We're all we're all pretty pretty much a tight knit community, and and that, that that would be the other thing is community is important, and they take care of each other, and the Cobb community takes care of each other as well. And 
I don't plan to go anywhere else anytime soon. And I think that that's one of the things that our coaches talk to our athletes to uh, about as well is serving, being a part of your community, helping others. Um, and I, I think that that's a common thread that is throughout the Cobb sports community um, that I think is very unique to our area. So it, it, I'm very blessed to work at this school, um, be a part of Alatoona, and just be a part of, of the Cobb County School District. All right, Amy Howard, Athletic Director at Altoona High School, thank you. Absolutely, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Cobb Sports Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and please share it with anyone you think will enjoy it. Hope you learned something that you didn't know today about Cobb Sports. We'll do this again next week, but until then, keep supporting your favorite Cobb teams and athletes. <laughs>